right. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Mind Over Matter. We got episode 58 here with Thomas and Christopher. Was planning on doing these separately, but um, Kevin is nowhere to be found right now. He's MIA. So we're just going to hop on. Got a little, little squad here. Talk probably mostly Christ. I, um, that's the area in my life that I need help with the most, just understanding him and understanding how my life can be better through him. Through all religions, really, to me, I'm I'm more of a non-denominational Christian, but I go to mass sometimes. I go, you know, Greek Orthodox churches. I do. I kind of just do it all because it's the one thing that I am not well versed on. So got yeah. two fellas here that seem to be more more in tune with it than i am for sure um and yeah we'll get into most of that and then uh before that we'll go into your backgrounds but we'll launch the intro and we will see y'all in the episode all right baby let's get to it first off it is tomas right tomas yeah, Tomas, man, how you doing? Yeah, good, man. Very happy to be here. Um, it's always a pleasure chatting with the lads um, from overseas, and I'm excited to see what comes up. Yes, sir. How about you, Christopher, man? How you doing today, man? I am feeling so blessed. I feel like uh, right now it's just a great season in my life. I'm building my life in Montana here and figuring shit out and understanding what the Lord's will for for me is, but um. Not always understanding, but getting there, you know. Yeah, it's what I'm trying to understand at least. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's tough. We'll go into uh backgrounds because Tomas, you got an interesting one, especially to everyone that I'll share the podcast with. So you want to just kind of start with uh how you grew up? Because you live on a farm now, right, with your family? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so dive, was... dive into that, man. Born in Argentina, actually. Um, so both of my parents are from there. And we immigrated to New Zealand pretty early on, so I was still just a baby. And my dad had studied agriculture in university, so started dairy farming in the North Island of New Zealand and did that for about five years and then flew back home. My granddad was um, had a tumour, so it was getting a bit rough, the family farm. Over there, we had to go and run it. Still pretty young, obviously, but... Um, and then flew back here in 2010. So pretty much when I was like nine years old, we came back to New Zealand for the last time. And yeah, I guess since then life's gotten better every year, but um, just sort of went to high school, just a regular kid, you know, playing games and stuff. Um, my first year out of school was the first year of COVID. So I'd started studying uh, history and political science in university. So topics that I was pretty passionate about. I was a big reader as well as playing video games. And it was kind of a blessing in disguise, I think, because COVID was a, a bit of a wake-up call or it sent me home. And I was like, all right, well, I don't have this preset path anymore where I'm going to study for three years. Now I've actually kind of got to sit down and think about what I'm going to do. Um, so the first few months, it was just like doing uni online and playing games with the boys. I wasn't a big gamer, but it was like, enough of a thing where I was like not doing other stuff. Like I just play games. I like wouldn't socialize, you know, it's sort of your classic stuff. Um, 
but then dad was a few workers short because we usually get guys from overseas to work for us um and he was giving me a few part-time hours and you know when i was like 16 and 17 i was like there's no way i'm going to work on the farm you know it's tough work it's outdoors it's boring I just want to sit inside in an air-conditioned room and, and do something that I like doing, which is fair enough. But I started yeah. working, and I realized I actually liked it. Um, like, because you're, you're out in the sun all day, you actually do activities that you don't know how to do, so it's interesting learning new stuff. And because we were so short of people, I kind of stepped into a management position as well. So it was, it was very engaging for me, at least the first like, year or two. Um, so that was sort of like the first step like on back on track for me not that i was super off track but i guess you're just young you have so much to learn and like so many different areas that you need to develop that really doing anything new is super good and then that probably that same year i started listening to guys like jordan peterson and jocko willink and that was that really sort of started opening a few doors in my head yeah um, that's where it all begins baby that's where it all begins so yeah. i was like just that work, just binging Jordan Peterson lectures, absolutely loving it. And um, sort of there were a good few months like that where I like d didn't even talk to anyone. I was just grinding, listening to podcasts. Then I started going to the gym. And at that point, well, I would have been like 19 years old. I thought I had my whole life figured out. Yeah. <laughs> now that I had a job and went to the gym and stuff, um, there's a whole lot more to come. Um, but that was a good little time in my life for sure. But I was still, I guess, even if you're raised Catholic or Christian, like you have like the ideas in your head, they're not wrong. Like they're still correct, but you just, you just haven't lived it properly or you haven't like, you still have to come to that yourself. You know, you have to take that step forwards yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's, that's why I don't harp like, that's so why I don't hate it too much that I wasn't raised a certain way because you still have to come to that like personal relationship with God on your own. There's no one that could push you towards yeah. it. There's no one that like biggest thing I, I am upset about would be not learning the story, not learning the story of the Bible and not, le not learning any of it, not being able to go through it in school, whatever it was, I just didn't focus on that. So when I hit my, like you, you went through COVID and all that. When I hit my low, I had to learn it at my low instead of yeah, learn it before everything comes crashing down on me. <laughs> like it's yeah, a, it's a little that scary. Is the benefit. Yeah, like if you have it from childhood, you have a bit more of a base. Like when you do go and take that step yourself. Um, but yeah, as you said, everyone has to take it. Like it doesn't matter how you were brought up as a child, really. Um, but yeah, I guess this would have been like 2021. I really didn't have any friends. Like I had a few guys online who I talked to who were kind of similar, but in real life, there just wasn't like anyone like me. Um, and that, and then I ran into, like I ran into a girl at mass one day and she was like, oh, you need to come meet this group. They're having a barbecue next week or whatever. And I was like, oh, sweet. Sounds good. And that was kind of when I met like this whole new friend group. Um, like a, a little group of, of boys and girls and um just so solid man like i was just amazed how like all of them were passionate like they were faithful they were just really good guys and girls and we went on this like camp together it was like a fortitude camp 
And that was just really when I started making friends with him. There was one guy in particular who I who I became really good friends with, and he was the oldest of seven kids, and I'm the oldest of seven kids as well. So we sort of connected on on heaps of levels. Um, yeah. And it was really him who like started asking. Well, he didn't ask me any questions, but I saw the way he was living, and I asked him questions. I was like, like, okay, why do you pray this way? Like, why are you praying like this? Or why are you doing this when you go to mass? Like he was doing stuff that I hadn't seen before and just talking to him. Um, like, cause maybe like listening to Jordan Peterson and stuff, you're like, Oh yeah, I know these ideas are true. But now I was seeing this guy who was really living it out. And that was really what sort of the example that sort of brought me fully back to the faith. Not, not that I'd ever lost it, but it's like, I had this intellectual belief in God, but like when it came to the day to day, I was like, when I pray, like, how do I even interact? Like, how do I even talk to Jesus? Or what do I even do when I'm at mass? Am I just sitting there listening? Or how do I actually participate during the mass? Yeah. Like, that was sort of like the second, the second stage. Like, I thought, oh, 19, sweet, this seems how it is. Then I met this guy and met all these other people. And I was like, shoot, I've got all the stuff that I've still got to work on. So that was like a little second development there. And I guess since then, man, there's just been so much that I've had to like learn and, and just think about myself, like of different virtues that I'm growing, like, you know, I, okay, I'm not watching pornography anymore, but the virtue of chastity, like how, how should I actually be thinking about relationships with girls? Like, how should I be treating them? Like what, what habits do I need to like cultivate in myself to make sure that I'm pure of heart, you know, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've started feel- getting into that mindset too. It's like, it's, all right, I took the first step. What's after this? Like, how do it's, it's essentially thinking for yourself finally? Like, you could, yeah, the Bible lays out a very good groundwork for really any situation you need, but you still have to think about it yourself. There's like, like you said, yeah. I watched hours and hours and hours and hours of Jordan Peterson. Then you finally run into someone who's like, wow, look at this guy. This guy's doing it all. You, you, you can do it all. You can. Like like me, I started. People think I'm kind of crazy. I started paying attention to even how I was brushing my teeth. I just steadily doing the same thing every single day. And it's like you said, yeah. when it comes to relationships, it's like, all right, am I really being the best I can be for a relationship? That's, I mean, a lot of people. I'm assuming a lot of people that listen to this have gone through some type of relationship, and we haven't really talked about it too much. But I went through my fair share um, in the army, and then when I got out the army, and it's very easy to go through a relationship and then end up sad and depressed when it ends, and then trying to jump into a new relationship while you're sad and depressed, and that that from my perspective is one of the worst things you can do for yourself. <laughs> like, like you you haven't thought anything through, you can't think for yourself yet, and you just jump right into another one without really analyzing how it should be it's not something we were it's not something we're taught really like you just kind of figure that out (laughs) no one tells you that's the that's the tough thing man it's kind of good having to figure it out but it's way harder i mean at the end of the day you you might get there but you know it's been a few heartbreaks and a lot of a lot of struggle but like i love the the like god first me second like in relation to a girl um but yeah i guess yeah it's tough, man, because you, you fall. It's much easier to fall in love with a girl than to love God, you know. 
the girl yeah. in front of you got isn't most of the time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. No, I think when it comes to like what you're talking about with the like those frameworks that you build because you know you grow up in you know structure and you start learning things of what your parents teach you and where you're raised and you kind of learn that as like as just knowledge head knowledge but then you know like you guys were talking about as you start to live you start to like realizing like oh this is how i apply this like this is actually has meaning and is useful and that's i think when you really start to grow up you know when you when you start using that in everyday life and figure out well what is meaningful to me what what is important to me you know what works what doesn't you know what resonates with me and i think that a lot of people don't really go through that and i think that's one of the like one issue that some people have with religion is that they see it as people just you know following this doctrine that's been given into them this ideology without um like heart behind it you know of like you this is something you should really feel passionate about of like this isn't just words on a page that we're following because these are the rules but you know because we want to have a relationship yeah yeah and that's that's why i like church so much and even like my first time going you could feel the energy of everybody there to improve on themselves right and that's what it's about like everyone they have a passion you know like that's some churches don't have that but like the church that i go to that i just recently found i love that i feel that so many people there are longing to be closer to jesus like they want to you know live and learn and grow yeah 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 that's how it should be because like for me going to mass it's interesting it's interesting how this has happened like over time but like a lot of catholics like a lot of people that do grow up in that framework and do grow up going to mass, they get tricked into thinking that that's all it is. Right. And you go to mass and you don't feel what you're saying. You don't feel all these people's passion because they're not like engaging properly. They're not, they maybe don't even, not even talking to you that much. And then you just don't have that drive from other people. So for me, the biggest like leap in my faith was meeting people who were faithful, who were passionate, who were going to mass and like doing it properly. And that was that was when it started to click for me. Oh my gosh, um, I relate to that so much. Yeah, dude, uh, I feel the same way, especially with for me with worship of of Christian music. So my my dad, he he really likes a certain style of Christian music that to me feels like very very sorrowful is the way that I interpret of like he he seems to focus on like the negative aspect of well yes true we are all sinners and fall short of the glory of God. You can't just stay in that state and all you know dwell on only that you know we're we're raised to new life in jesus and we have joy in that and i yeah. think that that's all i was exposed to when i was growing up like this this just depressive state almost and same in church you know my church was like very traditional and saying like the hymns very solemnly and something about me didn't really resonate with that at a young age and i didn't really get it and eventually i went to a summer camp called Camp Nathaniel. And there I felt like I truly understood what real worship was. Every morning at 7.30, we meet in a gazebo by the lake and we sing worship songs. We have a guitar, sometimes a cajon for some percussion, but mainly it's just our voices. And that like felt, I felt that in my soul of when we were singing these songs of of joy and of praise to God, you know, in the morning light, you know, in the fog, by the lake, it felt so much more meaningful. And I, tr I started to understand what worship really was. 
And so that completely has changed you know, my trajectory of what I see as worship and how how we sing that it's 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 like a praise you know we're, yeah. we're supposed to be glad in that that we're able to we sing praises to god who, who takes care of us who protects us and has saved us yeah one thing that i found that's awfully common within church and people who go to church and believe in a religion is that it takes time with everyone like people mm -hmm. are born into it and like we're saying it takes time people show up at 25 like i did and it still takes time uh, but no one wants it to take time everyone shows up because they want to fix whatever they're trying to fix right it's like all right yeah. i'm having relationship problems let me go to church and it's like all right they talked about relationship a little bit but the problem's not solved i still have to keep working on it myself like church isn't going to just fix everything for you but like yeah. you said you you get you shift the perspective of oh man my relationship sucks i'm doing horrible at it to okay here's another way i could think of a relationship and how i could do better it's not it's full of yeah. joy it's like an exciting moment to acknowledge your faults and be able to work on them with the forgiveness it's just like when when you get in an argument with someone and we both kind of know that person's wrong and the person finally says hey, all right yeah you're right i'm wrong it's like oh okay now we can work with this yeah 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 we could work with this you know you're wrong we could go from here and we could like we could fix this but without that's the best thing from church is we like at, at my church we we show up in the past is like all right we all kind of suck <laughs> it's like yeah everyone agrees we all kind of <laughs> we're on the same page here yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah. So, that's so important man because like you have like i think jordan peterson talks about this it's like you tell a young person that they find the way they are but that young person's feeling like crap. He's got all of these issues going on. That's the last thing he wants to hear. He's not fine as he are. He needs help. Yeah. And like we have um in the Catholic Mass, like one of the first parts of the Mass is like the public confession. Say, like I confess to Almighty God and you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned. And you just start the Mass in, in silence with that prayer of saying, look, we're all showing up to church. We've all got this past behind us. You know, we've we've left the world. We've got our families, our relationships, our work, all these issues. Now we're coming here on a Sunday before God. We're acknowledging who we are in front of him, which, which, who, which is sinners. But then we're saying, now I'm here to accept that love from you. Now I'm here to accept that grace. Now I'm here to be able to, to move forwards and become a saint. So I think that's massive. Yeah, and I, I think yeah. that's what turns a lot of people off is the like no one wants to say they're wrong or they suck or whatever but it just like that's that is step one to getting better is like you got to recognize the problem it's addiction 101 yeah. you have to it, you yeah. have to acknowledge that there's a problem here in order to get better but it's very hard to look inside and be like all right i'm doing poor in this area doing poor in this area maybe i'm doing all right in this area but there's yeah like we're both all or we're all kind of saying is we're just trying to learn more about life like how how right. do i view life and there's no better time to start than just right now just <laughs> do whatever you can to learn right now how you think for the rest of your life figure it out now so that when you have kids you don't have to think about like all right how do yeah. i feel about this topic you already you already thought about it all you don't have to think about it anymore and then you could you could instill that into your kids it's like just start I don't know it's it's crucial. No one wants to start now. It's it's a hard thing to get started. Uh, it took me. Uh, yeah, I think it took the me other thing two is years. The silence. 
like um, Chris was saying about worship, like how he kind of learned to, to praise, and that was like how he found that really meaningful. I think it, I think it's a bit of a balance because if you show up every day to that worship six days a week, what happens on that seventh day when it's not there? You get that massive low, or you feel like that is missing. So I think I think it's important, like when it comes to our faith, to have those moments of silence, to have those moments of prayer, to say that, look. On the days that I have those those worship moments, on the days where everything is going well, on the day when the sun is shining, I'm able to 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 give thanks to God and be joyful. But then I also know we read the Bible like most of the stuff in the Bible isn't isn't all happiness and rainbows. Like there's a lot right. of like dark stuff that happens in the Bible. And it's like you gotta you gotta praise God and thank Him even on the bad days. So yeah, that's... when things are up and when things are down, you still yeah, gotta I... thank God for it. Do you guys know of the artist or band Rend Collective? Nope. Moss, you ever heard of them? No, no. So they're they're a band that feels very meaningful to me personally. I I love their attitude of things, and one of their songs that I really love is called "Alleluia." Anyway, and it talks about that. You know, of there's going to be dark times. There are going to be very dark times where everything sucks, and you don't want to be happy it doesn't feel like you can be happy but in that because god is still leading us and god is still you know setting us on the path that we're supposed to be on that we can say hallelujah in that that we know that god is our father and that he is watching over us that that no matter what's going on we can still praise god and i think that's a really important mindset to be able to start building you know in the good times especially and then as soon as the bad times hit to start doing that before we get discouraged of like things start going worse hallelujah anyway you know like praise god that i'm alive and start trying to find the things that you know we can thank god for because no matter what is going on in our, on in our lives there's something that you can be happy for there's so yeah. many things you know the the bed that you have the the air that you're breathing the water that you drink you know the eyes that you have you know do you have all four limbs oh thank god i have all four limbs you know like yeah. so many things we can be thankful for. And I think I've found a lot of help fruit in that of trying to focus on that every day of that gratefulness. Yeah. One thing I noticed when I started doing all that is it, it, you start to take life day by day, mm -hmm. almost like you, I was always trying to control everything. And I think it's just, that's what the military did to me. I was just trying to, I, if I could control everything, I would do it right myself which is far from the truth. <laughs> like I'm going to mess something up if I'm controlling everything. Right. And yeah. from the day I started just believing in God and going to church, it started taking, I write down my goals. I got what I want to be when I grow up. I got the year plan. I got the six month plan. And then you just, it just, it makes it a lot easier to take it day by day. And that's, that's what you have to do when you're down and depressed. So you may as well start when you're up, start when you're happy. Right. Like it's, when yeah. you can't get out of bed, you got to take it. I mean, hour by hour. Sometimes I know in the army, in the basic training, that's what I was doing. It's taking it meal by meal, make it to the next meal, make it to the next meal. Yeah. When I was depressed, it was just, all right, wake up, get out of bed, brush my teeth, go to the gym. As long as I did those, I know I had a productive day and I could keep moving on. It just, then when I started believing, it just made it that much easier to, to live right now for now, one of my favorite quotes is from Matthew. You don't, it was, um, it's 
you don't need to worry about tomorrow for it has enough anxiety in it of itself. Like it's Matthew, it's, it's like three thirty or something. I don't, I don't know, but it's one yeah, of my first three sixteen something like that. Yeah, and when yeah. that like that was one of the first first phrases that stuck out to me. It was like, yeah, no, what I I'm gonna be nervous tomorrow about something. Mm-hmm. Why am I nervous today about it? Yeah. <laughs> Like I, it makes it so much easier to focus on what's happening right now when you just kind of let go. And it's hard to let that power go. You don't want to let the power go. You want to feel like you're controlling your life and everything, whether it's good or bad, is is because of you. And it's especially hard because God isn't. It is not tangible. You can't see the person doing all of the motions or all putting you in all the places. But once you open your eyes up, for me, it was once I opened my eyes up. Now I'm looking for what what I didn't control and how well it went. Like it's, it's a night and day difference. It's incredible. Something I found similar to that is thinking of, I've been reading a book relating to the circuits of the brain. It's called Prometheus rising. And the first circuit, uh, the most primal is the bio survival circuit. And so it relates to, like instant needs and you know desires for survival of oh I need food otherwise I'm gonna start I need water so I don't die and so you know when you get in that mind state it's it's very stressful for your body and that a lot of animals are living in that but at the same time they're so focused on the moment that they're not they're not worried about an animal you know a wolf killing a deer the deer's not worried about that but the deer is just you know, living life, doing its thing. And as soon as it starts feeling the danger of a wolf in that moment, then it worries about it. But that as humans, we're, we're more intelligent and have a concept of the future. And so we can start worrying about the future of a possible fight or flight moment, even though we're perfectly fine right now. And so that that's, that's kind of uh, a drawback that we can fall into as, you know, humans, that we can, we can be worried about a fight or flight moment in the future when we're not even in it. You know, and so why, why put yourself, why would you put yourself into that state when you can not do that, when you can, you know, think more rationally and and think more critically about a situation and be aware of it rather than let yourself fall into that anxiety. So it's hard to have that awareness, especially when you're stuck in the moment. It's the biggest thing. I think, I think it speaks to Trevor's point well, that sometimes you know, we can have all these great ideals in our head and we're worrying about tomorrow. But at the end of the day, you get out of your bed, you brush your teeth and you go to the gym and you just yeah. have to focus on getting those things right. And you, you'll be able to work on the other stuff like soon or in the future, but just get those building blocks in place where you're not, you're not hyper stressed about tomorrow. You're, you're not still laying in bed all this time. Your room's not a mess. You actually have a few disciplines built up and that'll give you the space to, It'll give your mind a bit of free space to breathe, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like you said, it's, I was going to say the same thing. It's just hard to acknowledge that in the moment. You know, like, all right, I need to calm down. I'm thinking about tomorrow. I'm thinking about, like, even now, I'm thinking about the test that I'm going to have to take after this. I'm thinking about the homework that I have to do after this. Why am I? It's, I'm, I'm right here, right now, doing something already. focus on focus on right now whatever you have to do to do that i take deep breaths it helps me out um what do you guys kind of do to get away from worrying about the future like that 
prayer can be. Yeah, man. I, I guess oh, the present ahead. moment is the biggest one. Like you just have to stick to the present moment. Like sometimes when I go to bed and I'll just start thinking about tomorrow, thinking about all of these things and it'll be like 10 minutes. I'm just like, like this, just thinking about all the stuff, bro, just you're in bed, just close your eyes and go to sleep. Like stop <laughs> thinking about all the stuff. But like during the day, like definitely going for walks, going to the gym, just being outside, but just stop doing stuff. Like stop thinking, stop writing, stop messaging, just stop. And just ha just have a moment, you know. Just breathe. Look look outside. Look at the sun. Look at the grass. Pray. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I think, like being able to allow yourself to be more immersed in the moment is such a a key to happiness and enjoying life. That I think is starting to become a little bit more mainstream, but you know, still feels very niche. And I mean, it's it's like age old wisdom. You know, it's very very old. Uh, philosophy that you know present moment is where you should be basically and i think it's very true is you should be deciding when and where you're thinking you know it's like you shouldn't be thinking and in, in your head all the time as you know as much as you can when you're doing stuff and you're going places and you're talking to people you should be there you know, you should be talking to that person rather than thinking about what you're going to say to that person for example or thinking about you know what you're going to do after that, but rather being able to be in that moment, focusing on what's going on there. Uh, and you know, if you're at home and you know you could be thinking about you know, tomorrow or the next day or what you're going to do with your life or what you're going to do next week or who you're going to talk to, you could be thinking about those things. But I think you should be intentional about when you think through things to be able to figure them out. Because we still have to think, right? We still have Dang. to decide what we yeah. have to do. But you can choose those times to do those things of, you know, instead of sitting at home on your phone or like, let's say you're talking to someone and your mind is worrying about something else. Instead of doing that, try to push that away for now, you know, be present in that moment. But then later, go on a walk and think about it. You know, take that time and be intentional with it. And you're still being present because that's your you're deciding when you're going to be thinking about those things in your life. Yeah. I was going to bring that up good. a little bit. I hadn't heard yeah. that one before. Yeah. yeah. No, I was going to bring that up with you, uh, Tomas, because that was the first thing I always had trouble sleeping. It's just been something since the army that I've had trouble with, but I, I don't, I think it was maybe my therapist that was talking about it was people get in bed and start thinking right away. Yeah. And you have to get into the mindset that that's not where you're supposed to think. Yeah. You're in bed. Yeah. It's not what the bed is for. But everybody thinks in bed because that's the one time they put their phone down to just lay there. Mm -hmm. So if yeah. you, like, like Chris is saying, you intentionally go for a walk or even sit outside, feet in the grass and think. You don't have to come back into your bed and think. That's a, yeah. a huge uh, upside to journaling. journaling is what I realized. Like when I have something on my mind. I don't know the science behind it, but it said that when you write something down, the emotions go with it. So, yeah. So when you're right, when you're thinking in bed, I'm thinking for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and I could just sit there thinking in my bed all night long and then n never get any sleep because I'm too busy thinking about what tomorrow holds, what whatever stance I have on religion, this part of religion, whatever it may be, instead of just writing it down. And then coming back to it when you intentionally go to think like he's talking about. But it's it's incredibly crucial, like you said, to just set up a time, 
of day or even in the week. Throughout the week, write down what you want to think about. Because that's that's a big thing with journaling. Oh, what am I going to journal about? Literally whatever you're thinking about. (laughs) Just What do I journal? What's on your mind? That's it. You just take out a piece of paper. All right, I'm worried about this. I'm nervous about this. You you write it down and you're like, all right, wait, what am I nervous for? Like, I just wrote it down. That's kind of it. Like, I I could think about this tomorrow. It's not happening right now. (laughs) It helps really put things into perspective. Yeah. Yeah, it's... that's like my number one thing that I advise everyone to do is just start journaling. I, I try to fill up a page each day. It doesn't happen every day. That's just the goal that I set for myself. If you can write two things, three lines, whatever it is, write something, something in your day. You, you could start with being thankful. Like I, I typically start with summarizing my day and then you just go into being thankful for this, go into what tomorrow is going to look like. And it's just, like you said, setting up the disciplines, it's setting up your structure for the whole day. Like when you when you write down what you want your day to look like, you no longer have to think, all right, what do I do after this? Yeah. What do I yeah. do after this? It's like, all right, no, I, yesterday I already said I'm going to do this, 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 and this. Yeah. Takes practice as well. That um, that groundedness in the moment takes practice, but you get better at it, I think, for sure. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's a good thing to point out. It, Cause how long did it take you to really um, build your relationship with God? You grew up Catholic. So at what age were you like, all right, no, I finally have a grasp on who God is. to me. I I don't know. I don't know if I have it yet, man. Like I'll be honest. It's like, I'll definitely better. I think like the biggest point for me was like coming to believe or like coming to realize that Jesus is really present in the Eucharist at mass. Um, because before that, it's like, uh, it took me took me that specific belief and like practice of the Eucharist to make the link between me, me here and God all the way up there. Like that link of Jesus and him having come to earth, like was quite important. But there's things that I, that I realize now, like, I don't know, maybe I was reading some specific book that like um, what Chris was saying is focused heaps on the like the solemn stuff and and us being sinners and that's necessary like that's necessary for me to 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 like cultivate repentance and like willingness to become better but i you just don't realize how you get in these different spirals of thought and i'm reading this really good book now called interior freedom and that brings up stuff that i haven't thought before about like how he made this real cool point that he said sometimes it takes someone else in your life to love you for you to realize the God, the love that God has for you, because Whoa. you need you need that like real world example. Um, you need that loving gaze, and I guess we often have that from our parents, but sometimes we don't, or sometimes when we're older we just forget about it, and that it takes like someone to love you for that to break through. And I think for me, the other thing that I realized recently is that God doesn't love the person that I'll be in five years. He he's not loving the great Tomas who is now super big and super strong and super devout and has a family. He loves me as I am right now. He, he like loves me in every moment when I got out of bed and I was still tired. When I sat down to pray this morning, he loves me when I went to work. He loves me right now when I'm talking to you guys and maybe I'm not talking the best. Maybe I'm making mistakes. Like he loves us infinitely in every single moment. It's not, his love for us is not dependent on when we screw up or when we do it right. 
but to come to realize that truly right now in this moment he loves you he loves you so more than more than you can ever think like loves you so caringly he loves you in all your imperfections and all your nuances and the way that like you're holding the pen or in the way you talk and the way you tilt your head he loves you and he's created you that way um and it's a bit of a relief because you know you put a lot of pressure on yourself and it's not to say you don't have goals and stuff but to realize that at the end of the day like you're still going to mess up you're you're going to sin you're not going to hit all your goals you're going to mm. you're going to speak badly of your brother you're going to swear at him you're going to get in a fight it's just how it happens man like you can work on that stuff and get better but you're still going to screw up whether you like it or not um and and god still loves you and he has always loved you yeah that's it's a new concept to me i i grew up with a close family so i i knew they loved me and it was it was taken for granted for sure i took it for granted that my family loved me it took me it took me a couple relationships and a couple like really good friends for me to realize all right what why am i here on this earth and this random other person who's going through just as much if yeah. not more of what i'm going through they they still have the like the love to help me out the love to look after my needs and what i want to be when i grow like it's 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 a weird it's a weird idea but yeah i never really thought about it like like uh the book you had said you need it you need yeah. that you need that right in front of you and it's hard to I think it was taken for granted because I didn't believe in God. I didn't, I wasn't looking out for those type of things. When someone loved me, it's like, all right, not that you're, especially with family though, I guess is all right. They're supposed to love me, but yeah. it's, it's, I don't know. It's deeper than that. Once you start thinking and taking God into account, it's everything changes. Your mind on a daily basis will change. And it's, it's a much better mind to be in. And instead of, Oh, how could I mess this? How could I not reach this goal today? What's wrong with me? You, you yeah. quit asking what's wrong with me. And I start asking, all right, what am I supposed to learn from this? Like everything in life started to become a lesson for me. And that's, yeah. that's what you want. You want all of, all of your experiences to lead up to something. You learn most from when you go through the toughest times. You learn the most when you mess something up as bad sure. as you can mess it up. That's when you learn, just like leadership. You learn the most from the worst leader. You don't learn from the good guy because you take it for granted. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's definitely eye-opening to start feeling love from God because it you give you start loving yourself a lot more. That's that's where it started with me. It was like I said, it's why am I so bad at this? Why what is wrong with me? Yeah. But it, and then you finally flip it and you're like, all right, no, God's trying to tell me something. And you're no longer saying, all right, what is wrong with me? You're starting to say, all right, God loves me. He made this imperfection for a reason. He made me mess up here for a reason. It's, I'm, there's yeah. nothing wrong with me. I need to learn from this. It's not, it's not like I'm just a horrible person. I have, I have to build myself. I'm not going to build myself if I'm already built. I'm done. If I'm done, what am I doing? Yeah. You're, not, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. you're never done. That's why I say jump on it now because you start building now as soon as you can. Just start. You don't have to believe in all of the, all of the gospel. You just have to yeah. start thinking about all these topics because that's what the Bible is. You, you have a history book 2,000 years old. 
with lessons from years and years and years and years of experience. And you open up the book and you can read any book in the Bible. And it's like, man, wow, how are they? How do they know to write this 2000 years ago when I'm feeling this right now? It's mm. it's a weird feeling. Like, man, this they were on to something that long ago. And then you start thinking, oh, I'm not the only one that's going through this. They were doing this 2000 years ago. Like, What am I freaking yeah. out about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they had it all sorted way before we got here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, you're not the first person to try and figure this out. <laughs> yeah. Take the knowledge from your past. Uh, I I want to share something that happened in the sermon today at church. I found I found it very meaningful to me personally, and hopefully it could you know help others. And so the pastor is primarily talking about the question of what does it mean to live a life worthy of the calling we have received and it's in first thessalonians and so he he talked about a few different approaches to that question and one of those the first one was walking in faithfulness in the ordinary things every single day and that spoke to me a lot of it the answer you know when we're trying to to do things well and we're trying to live up to to the calling that we have of being being great right like you know we want to do well is that a lot of times we want to do more like we want to do something super big super epic you know awesome i want to do this thing but really a lot of the times what god is calling us to do is to do what we're doing but do it well do it excellently and walk in faith in that that god has got your back and to do the right thing in the small actions and every day and that you're you're taking those small steps right and so I, I went hiking yesterday and I hiked up a mountain and I felt like it very much related to that of everyone in, in life has a mountain they're climbing, you know, everyone, you know, life, life, it has pain, life has suffering, life has trials and life has difficulty. And a lot of times it feels like it's uphill the whole way, but that's, that's what everyone is dealing with. You know, we're all on this planet for a reason and we're all, we're all having our battles for a reason, but that when you can start to have a, a purpose of why you're climbing this mountain of to, to have a goal to get to the top. And for me as a Christian, that's following Jesus is that Jesus is my guide. Jesus is my path that I'm able to you know go up this mountain and put one step in front of another. And that I have faith that Jesus is leading me in the right direction and that whatever I'm doing, as long as I'm walking in that walking in faith, that I'm getting close to the top as much as it hurts, whatever is going on that one foot yeah. in front of the other is going to get me there. And it's not about my perfection, right? Like you guys were talking about it. I can't do things perfectly, but that Jesus is perfect and he's my guide. That God has made me yeah. perfectly imperfect and and knows my weaknesses, knows where I'm going to fall. But Jesus is just waiting there with his hand reached out. He wants to help pick me up. Yeah. But all we have to do as sinners and as someone who's not perfect is to accept that. You know, and say, hey, I want I, Jesus, please help me. I'm I am falling on the ground. I, you know, I'm all beat up. But can you please help me every time? His answer is yes. Yes, yes. absolutely. And so that sure. spoke to me a lot. Uh, this this sermon of of how I want to live my life is to take that step every day and to just walk confidently and faithfully. Yeah, it's. um I'm, I read uh, Victor Frankel's book. I can't remember the name of it, but 
man search for meaning. Yeah, a man search for meaning. And that's the, the quicker you can realize life is suffering, the quicker you get to uh, dealing with it. You have to acknowledge the fact that this, like I said, this all kind of sucks. <laughs> this all, right. This, right. this isn't going to be easy. It all kind of sucks. But once you realize that, like we're saying, it recognize the problem, you can start working on it. And I would say for the people that like don't believe in God or don't follow a religion, you could kind of just picture it. This is this is how I picture it a bit is you have a best friend by your side trying to give you signs without telling you them up front. Like you have someone to ask all your questions to. You have someone to talk about anything with. When something good happens to you, what do you do? You call your mom, you call your friend, you call your your girlfriend or whatever it is. Yeah. You could have someone who, like you're saying, loves you now, forever, for eternity, loves you whatever, with all of his heart pretty much, just loves you for anything that you do. You could have that type of person on your team to ask questions. What else could you ask for? Like what, <laughs> you know, like you're going through the thick of it. You have someone you turn to and you're like, all right, what's the answer? And you pay close enough attention to it and you find the answer. It's, it's incredible. It's, I don't, what, what do you think the biggest misconception of God and religion is? Cause it's going, there's definitely less people following in it now than there was in the past. What, what is the biggest misconception that, that leads people away from it? I think I think it comes back to like what we've already discussed a bit is that people look at it and it's like they, they, you just see the rule book, you know, but there, there's a rule book for everything, you know, there's a rule book in sports. It's a rule book in every single game. That doesn't mean you can't have fun. It just means that you have to follow the rules to be able to play the game um, or even marriage. It's like, okay, there's all these rules in marriage. I'm not going to be sleeping with other with other people i'm not going to be leaving my wife you know i have to take after her and pay the bills and stuff that's just the rules man but marriage is like the best thing ever it's how god intended the relationship to be so i think just looking at that religion and that it's not about doing the bare minimum it's not about ticking the boxes but it's about coming into relationship with god it's about coming into union with god and with jesus on the cross and that there there is a way to do it like we have the building blocks here at the start um, like we have the rules, but then once we're in there, there's this beautiful life of faith open to us, this beautiful life of belief and, and faithfulness as Chris was talking about. And, and, you know, that's what brings us to true joy. It's not, it's not the stuff in the world. It's not, it's not the pleasure. It's not the power. It's not these worldly things. It's that, it's that faith, that true faith that, that brings you hope. Um, and then all the other stuff in life becomes way better when you've, when you've accepted that and when you have that thing at the top. The rest of the stuff is way better. Dude, I think well, that I think that's man. a good good thing. Yeah. I think that I I completely agree with you, Tomas. And one thing I think of a lot is that people think they have to do something. People think that they have that have like an action or like this this thing that they need to do, or that they have to like give up something. But in reality, you don't have to do anything. Jesus has done it he has done everything for us and so all we need to do is accept the gift that he's offering us that's really all we need to do is he wants to help us he wants to save us he wants to 
be our guide and we just have to say yes. And in that saying yes is we have to surrender to him. And a lot of people are scared of that. But are you going to figure out life completely by yourself? You know, are you going to good luck? It? Yeah, good luck with that. You know, mm -hmm. we all need help. You know, your yeah. your parents help raise you yeah. in a way you you know you learn from them and you surrender to them as a as a child. You know, without your choice. You know, as growing up, but that it's okay to surrender to to God. Like who who else would you want to surrender to? You know, is that if you're able to surrender to him and be his his child and and yeah. live your life through him, that what better way to navigate life than do that? Yeah, there there really isn't an alternative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I they're really like that's that's what I view or st start seeing more and more of is when I go to church and when I read the Bible, it's it's weird how it all typically lines up. It's like, oh, no, I thought about this before and I was thinking about it wrong. <laughs> and it's like if I just read the book more or I just talked to God more, it would make everything a lot easier. And, and you there isn't a doubt. I don't I haven't seen a downside. I, I don't know where like the stigma in my head or whatever was in my head telling me that there's a downside. Like, like you're saying, it's a rule. It's a rule book for the game of life. You don't have to follow every rule, but it makes it a lot easier if you do. It's already figured yeah. out, and you should just be trying to do the best you can at beating the game. It's not yeah. going to be easy, but you can't do it alone either. It's good, like good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Go hop on like any baseball field and just play by your own rules. You're going to look like a clown. You're not going <laughs> to win. You're going to lose. It's that it's that simple. Just like you said, I really love that analogy that you use, man. I'm a sports guy, so that yeah, it makes it a lot yeah. easier to comprehend. But and that's yeah. one of the and like when you when you talk. Ahead, sorry, um, when you talk to someone about baseball, you don't tell them about the rules. You tell them about how fun the game is. The, the rules are going to be there, and I don't want to dismiss the importance because it's obviously very important. But like you read the lives of the saints and stuff, and. Man, like these people had incredible interior lives, like the happiest people ever to have lived. And I feel like we need to bring that back. It's like with a rational optimism, it's something that really sort of stuck out to me, like as a group, because, you know, like we have reason to be happy. We have reason to be joyful and, and faithful and hopeful about all of these incredible good things that we have. Um, and that's right there, you know, you just got to take that step, build these things into our lives, and it's so much better. Yeah. What were you uh, gonna say, Chris? I was gonna talk about how I started listening to Jordan Peterson a while ago as well. He definitely radically changed my life and put me on a, a very good course. And one of the things that I I love about him so much is his perspective on how he learns from the Bible and how he he teaches others through it. Is that he doesn't necessarily talk about it as divine inspiration but rather something that is useful of this is there's a reason this has been around for so long it's a reason why it's so impactful mm -hmm. to people there's a reason it has meaning you know even if you don't believe in god there's something important here to pay attention to yeah you know, is that this is a universal tool to everyone not just christians not just uh you know and to atheists as well is that we can learn from this and that as 
as he teaches through that and also in his book 12 rules for life and his second book 12 rules for life beyond order he analyzes how to live optimally right like what are some good rules to put in place so that way you can live a good life that you know you're successful that you find happiness that you're able to help others right and that a lot of the the principles that he puts forward are so in alignment with christianity yeah and not not because necessarily that he's going after that but because he's seeking truth right and god gives us that truth in the bible and so if you're seeking truth you're naturally going to find things that align with the truth of what god has put forward yeah. for us because the rules like you were saying to us is the rules of the game aren't there because God wants us to follow those rules specifically. It's like, okay, I've set up these rules because you need to follow it for no reason. But there's a reason that yeah. the rules are in place yeah. because it's those are the best ways to live life, that it's actually your guidebook of success. That yeah. is the optimal, most sustainable way to live your life. If you're Because if you're not living a life of integrity and honor and patience and humility and all of these things, people aren't going to like you. No one wants to talk to you if you're an asshole, you know? Yeah. And so if you, you know, you want to live your life in a way that is sustainable, that builds relations, that, that helps other people, that is beneficial to others. That is something that builds other people up because otherwise no one wants to work with you. You're not going to be successful and you're going to be miserable yeah. because you realize that, you know, you're not able to play with the other kids on the playground because you broke, broke the rules. There's a reason they're there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I want to, jump back real quick to the whole like uh misconceptions and yeah. i think the biggest one that i ran into was people think that once you start believing you have the rule book so you don't have to think and now it's a cult but like through this conversation i it, it you're not you're not stopping your thinking you're not it, it you enhance it even more is what it is is and i don't I don't know how that could get so messed up to where people think that you're not thinking anymore. You're just following the rules. It's the complete opposite. You start thinking about everything. Yeah. It's like, all right, how do I do this the right way? It's not just blindly following a set of rules. It's, you've already, anybody interested in religion has already shown their curiosity enough to follow the religion. That should show you that they're curious on how to live it the right way. And like you're saying, the answers are right there. You just have to choose to actually follow them. It's <laughs> it's they're they're right there. Got that uh 12 more rules for life though on my that's what I'm reading right now. Dude, such depth in that book. Oh my gosh. Mm. And what yeah. you're talking about with uh people, you know, following religion and you know, not thinking. I think that unfortunately that is something that a lot of people fall into actually that a lot of people you know just show up to church you know on sunday and they don't really they don't have their heart in it you know truly that mm -hmm. they they want like a ticket to heaven and they want you know to be able to subscribe to the religion but they don't want to live it and they don't want to think they don't want to do anything with it they just you know want that that easiness that comes with following religion and so i think that it's um, something that people need to be woken up to of that, you know, your religion and your faith is not one dimensional. It's not something that you just subscribe to, show up to church and boom, you're good. But rather that it's part, it's a core part of your life. 
that like you were talking yeah. about it's you know your way of interpreting the world it helps you think through things better that um it helps build you up and create makes you a better person but so many people have fallen into um i think laziness in that and so i that's one reason why it's i like love lukewarmness like our Lord yeah. speaks of it in the Bible, you know, the, like fear becoming lukewarm. Like you're either with me or against me. Like, yeah. Absolutely. And I, I think irrational optimism is one of the avenues where we're able to show people that you should put your heart into it. You know, mm -hmm. like it, it, it makes things come alive. Like otherwise you're, you're a robot. You're going through life that you're just yeah. trying to survive rather than thrive when you can thrive. You know, you can put your heart into it and you can find the things that make you feel passionate because everybody has that, right? Everybody has a fire in their heart that burns for something and that, that drives them towards something. But so many have lost that direction, lost that meaning to their life. And all they're trying to do is survive. But if you're able to kind of, you know, have, have that awareness of what do I want to work towards? What mission do I want to pursue that then... And only then you can really start driving towards that and and light yourself on fire, metaphorically speaking. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, and and work towards that and have that goal and that mission. And that I think is where so many uh, have lost meaning, but need to find that. Yeah, it's it's sad that it's so uh, almost frowned upon now to follow religion or something. It's right. Once you're in it, it's like, dude, these are all the answers. I wish everyone would just listen. Like, mm -hmm. It's hard to sit back. But yeah. to your point, it, you you can live with fire, or me and my brother were talking about this last night. You could live upset. Yeah. that's Those are the two options. It's, he works a yeah. pretty standard, I think it's seven to three or something like that, nine to five type job. And people are in there asking him, like, what? why is he smiling? Why is he why is he in a good mood it's like dude i have i'm here for eight more hours then i drive home i go to the gym i eat food and then i'm back here tomorrow so i could be upset in the morning come here upset be upset in the gym be upset eating my food and then when i wake up tomorrow what am i gonna do i'm just gonna be upset again <laughs> go back to work upset again like come on you have to start you have to start finding the, the small joys in life to uh to uh start start living the happiest you can live but yeah something about that i've been thinking about a lot is what you focus on you know is that you're gonna find what you focus on and so if you're upset and you're finding things you're you're looking for things to be upset about because you're upset you know yeah you're gonna notice things that make you more upset and you're like oh my gosh i'm already upset but now i stub my toe and so now i'm super upset and it just it's a it's a negative feedback loop right yeah but rather we can focus on anything that we choose to we can bring our awareness to whatever we decide um and if you focus on the light if you focus on love if you focus on the good things of this world then you're gonna find those things you really will but you have to look for it and the more you search for it the more you're gonna notice it the more you're gonna see those little joys and then you you cherish that you relish in it you're you you're grateful for it you thank god and and that's what you live for and you and it grows as you focus on it. Yes, sir. Let's shift this into uh, Tomas. You want to go through your business adventure, man? I'm, I, uh, I've been yeah. seeing it. It's, it's cool to see it all begin and start. 
I get like it's people people tell me a lot when I tell them the point of our podcast and the purpose behind it and they're like dude just give it time it's going to blow up and I could see the same within your company that you're trying to run so yeah what do you got going on man how how did it start you said you met the met all those buddies I'm assuming those are the buddies yeah. that you're kind of working with now right yeah yeah so just an outstanding group of lads and in particular as well there's a priest sort of in our community called father philip and um he's a young guy but he's just the the go-getter you know he'll come out with us on all of our walks he'll play sports with us he's right there alongside us in, in every activity and this motto from this priest in america who does like bodybuilding is fit for the kingdom and it's like are you fit for the kingdom of god and that was just kind of a theme as the boys that we had because a lot of us you know we go to the gym we play sports and stuff and like being physical is a massive part of being a man and just sort of at the start of this year you know you always make jokes oh we should start a podcast and yeah. well, it, well it stopped being a joke and it became a real thing so we started this podcast in like may called fit for the kingdom and i guess it was i guess with everything that you kind of start like that it's always pretty underground you know you manage to sort of pull it together out of heaps of different stuff the boy uh, another mate had some microphones and whatnot and we put mm. out a few podcasts and we actually liked it but like and we're very physical guys so we thought man we need to do we need to run like a camp for, for the boys in, in our parish and stuff so sort of one of the first things we did was it was like a four-wheel drive retreat so we got we got our trucks together and we went like off-roading because here in new zealand you can drive through rivers because they're not too shallow so we went like right into the mountains it was mm. there was snow on the mountains and stuff and we had a mass out there so we, father philip came with us um just a really cool like adventure experience for the boys and obviously talk a bit about the faith to them just enjoy some time together as lads and We've helped out at some youth camps and stuff, but, but it's just become this really cool thing in that, you know, I don't have all the answers. Like none of us have all the answers, but in that, in that we are faithful guys and we ha sort of have like an affinity to, to sports and stuff. There's a lot of boys who, who like, but it's like a way that we can reach out to young people, not just boys, but boys and girls and that, you know, we've got to be able to get physical with them so we just you know enjoy just some time with sports and stuff spend time with them like interact with them and and bring them to the faith um not really bringing them but just to be able to bear witness to them i think that's that's actually the word to bear witness um so that we're alongside you we're going to go to the gym together going to have fun together and then we're going to pray together as well um and it's there's been an awesome response to that um and i found that i enjoy it like way more than i thought i would just doing all this stuff and these projects and camps but i've had so much fun um and they invited us or i guess this is all pretty like new zealand there's not many people here so it's pretty we've only got like 350 followers on instagram but somehow these guys in sydney saw our page like sydney catholic youth and they invited us to be part of this conference like over, over two thousand people and there's like some big international speakers coming and stuff so that wow. was sort of the latest development yeah so that's uh december 7th and 8th in sydney australia so i'm pretty fired up for that that's but, incredible yeah, it's just been god yeah. opening yeah. yeah yeah man it's just it's yeah, it's it's very humbling, you know, because as much as much as our efforts like take us, as much as we're the ones organizing, there's been a lot of stuff 
just coincidences or providence that you know wouldn't have happened otherwise and really just god allowing us to to do to do our work and speaking to the hearts of young people um so hopefully hopefully it keeps going you know no like i'm saying man that's that's critical yeah congrats on everything is when you first start something like that you never you can't picture where it can go you you can't even imagine it you know and um like I was saying before, the disconnect just between the general population and religion is something that we're going to have to get over in order to become the best world and population humanity. Um, we have to bridge that gap. So it's something like what you're doing is incredible and yeah. is needed. You, yeah. you, you don't learn it. You can't go over here in America. I can't go to school and learn it. They take it out of school. Right. I got to pay extra to yeah. go to school and learn this. I'm, and I was poor, so I didn't get to. And this you you don't learn it from you have to learn it you have to go do the work no one's going to help yeah. you out over here to and it's a lot easier when i have someone like you i could hit up and say dude i'm just struggling with god i don't i don't understand what's going on things are just kind of spiraling out of control yeah what what can i do and for someone who a kid who's 16 i know i didn't like going to my parents i just didn't i wasn't that open with them i wasn't on that level with them so for someone like you well your early 20s yeah 21 yeah helping other kids like that is it's incredible and it's crucially needed because it's like we're saying it's this is how you live life and if you start now if i started at yeah. 16 i couldn't believe where i'd be at you know, 100 like yeah and they just need someone to talk to, eh? Like, we, we often think we need these massive programs and lectures, and it's nothing like that, man. You've just got to spend time with people and become friends with them. And then there's room for us to have conversations like this. But you're not going there and reading from the Bible. They just need someone to walk beside them for a bit, and then the other stuff will come later. Yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable, especially there's a lot of scrutiny towards religion right now, so it's hard to jump open arms and stand in your faith yeah. during a time like now especially if you're alone like me doing this alone over here it kind of sucks and then my cousin started going and my other cousins wanting to start to go right and then my brother and then it's just like you said having someone to talk to about it is so important you, if you can't talk then you just start thinking more and if i can't if i can't talk to you about it it's just going to spiral out of control i'm going to think of it this way this way this way this way and i'll never I'll never get my thoughts concrete enough until I start talking to someone about it. And that's, I mean, that's another thing you could do if you are in a position that you can't find a community or a group. First off, check out Tomas's stuff. But if you can't do that, start video journaling. And it's like, it's so funny to me when people like growing up, you make, you make, you get made fun of if you talk to, talk to yourself. Like, oh, you yeah. talk to yourself. What a, what a weirdo. What a loser. I talk to myself all day long and one this podcast kind of stemmed from me doing that video journaling. And then I'd go back and I'd watch it. I'm like, man, like you could see where your head was at. You could, and then you just dial in a little more and you just slowly start not perfecting your viewpoints, but you're able to lay it out a lot easier. And if it's a lot easier to do that than it is to write, people don't want to write now. That's fine. Just hop on your phone, set it up on the the wall. Yeah, anything. Yeah. You could do anything. And it's just, it's crucial to be able to maybe not get the like confirmation or 
someone telling you, oh, hey, no, you are doing it right. What is it? I can't think of the word now. <clears throat> yeah, like, like you, affirmation or something. Affirmation, yeah, like you, you want them to tell you that you're doing it right. It's not even that. It's more so like, for me at least, it's like, hey, am I not crazy? Like, does this make sense to you? I just need to bounce the idea off of you just to make sure that I'm not crazy. It's like I'm. Everybody's yeah. unique. Everybody's got a unique idea. It's like, am I really crazy? And you talk to a friend, and it just gets infinitely better. That's why God's good too. You can like, all right, what am I? I might be crazy here talking to myself. <laughs> That's why I love irrational optimism because it's like <laughs> people might tell you, "Oh, bro, you're crazy. Don't try that. That's too much." Then you go to irrational optimism, and everyone's like, "Yeah, come on, let's go." Yeah, how crazy so can we get? That in our life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, because I go around and people think I'm a lunatic around here. Like that, even just the day to day job. If I had, if I had no internet and had to work my day to day job where I do, it would be, it would be brutal. I don't know how I would do it, because everybody thinks I'm insane. Like, Trevor, how do you wash your hair with an egg? Like, dude, you're nuts. Why are you eating just chicken? Why? I, I pull up with a pound of ground beef. Like, dude, what are you doing? You're just eating a pound of ground beef. I'm like, yeah trying to get big <laughs> like they're stuffing down their doritos yeah. and stuff like who's this crazy guy yeah. i was like this isn't even that crazy man <laughs> like this is just what i this is what we're supposed to be doing you're doing it wrong i'm not the crazy one but you can yeah. easily fall into that little hole of oh i am the crazy one if you're not talking if you're surrounding yourself with the wrong group of people yeah that's why you've got to be so careful with those external influences like whether it's real people or online because if you if you're like in the wrong circles, like listening to your schoolmates and stuff, they think you're an absolute lunatic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or your family sometimes. <laughs> yeah. No, when I brought up the idea with the podcast, everyone was like, all right, dude, go ahead. Like, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah. come on, somebody help me out. It's not that crazy. I can make a lot of money online if I do it right and actually yeah. give a shit about it. It's what I want to do. Like, Yes, people are so quick to shut down at dreams, shut down ideas, you know, never give it a chance for that idea to actually show what it's worth. Yeah, and and then you start doing it to yourself. Like I was telling you uh, before the show, Chris, is things that I've been wanting to do my whole life, I'm finally starting to do. Yeah. It's, it's the only reason I didn't do it before is because I was telling myself I shouldn't be doing it. Like I got a motorcycle. I was telling myself, you shouldn't do that. Like everyone's. No one agrees with you on this. You shouldn't do that. And mm -hmm. then finally, I just went and got my own motorcycle. Refing hockey, I've always wanted to do it. It's finally, I don't know why I would always tell myself not to do it. Oh, that's not a real job. Just all these little things in my head because all what everyone else is telling me, you have to start. It's thinking for yourself and it's hard to do because it it takes a lot of brain power. You know, it's, it's not like every day isn't easy. It's not going to be easy when you're thinking for yourself. You got to put a lot more of your life, a lot more of your soul and care and heart into the world. It, it, it's a lot harder than just walking around the world, doing whatever you want day to day. Just doesn't, nothing matters. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's it's a lot harder to sit sure. down and think about this stuff. And I don't I don't knock anyone that does or that doesn't think about it. Like my brother's a good example. He doesn't think too in depth about things he just goes about life he's a happy dude he doesn't do any wrong he just he just lives life and that's fine we need those people too 
If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. If you want to follow the basic rules of God and just be a nice person, be honest, have integrity, be a good person and not dig too deep into it, do it. Do it. What else are you going to do? That's that's my thing. Everybody is so quick to knock it and knock religion. It's like, dude, what else am I going to be doing? I'll be on social media following someone else's <laughs> ideology then. Like this, yeah. I'm following yeah. some ideology. It's the I may as well pick pick a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You gotta pick your poison. Yeah, life is suffering. You gotta choose your suffering. Good old Jordan Peterson. Otherwise, it'll choose you. I've heard. Yeah. 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 That's uh, that's how it goes. Yep. That's exactly what happened to me, man. And it's it's. I mean, we could keep saying it over and over again, man. It's hard to do. That's why, like I said, when I walk into church and I see everyone in there trying to better themselves, it's like, man, like good for all of you guys in here. Like, you immediately stop judging people once you start going. realizing how much you're messed up and how how much more you could fix and where you're wrong. You immediately just stop judging people. Just even on the road, the simple things I could be like, Oh, why is this guy not turning red? Why would he get in the right lane at a red light so that I can turn? It's the little things. Why is this guy speeding at 90 miles per hour? (laughs) Like, Oh, well maybe his kid's dying. It's you just have so much more grace and Mm -hmm. you give people a lot more leeway than if you were uh, just living your life. Yeah. And with that, it's like, what, what benefit is it to be upset at those things? You know, it's, uh, it's like a stoic philosophy of it's outside of your control. Why would you, you know, let that influence you and, and, you know, make, make you sad or make, make you upset? You know, that's just letting it control you. And, you know, it's, it's not about you. If someone cuts you off, that's, you know, I guess that sucks, but you know, you didn't die. You didn't. Yeah crash you know be thankful for that they're they're just doing their thing yeah it's it's a way better life what um what advice would you give someone who has just kind of been on the verge of trying to put their faith into a religion what what would be one thing you would say to them on how to start how to finally just put a toe in the foot or put a yeah put a toe in the pool and just test the waters or something, you know? I believe the most important thing is to start talking to God. He's always there. And so just voice your thoughts to him, of speak out loud to him, you know, in, in your own privacy, of tell you know, be honest with him. Be so honest, be brutally honest. It's like, and say, Lord, I have no idea what is going on. I have no idea what to believe. I have no idea who I am, what to do, anything like that. But to ask for help, to just say, I know something's out there. I know something is greater than me. And, you know, ask for that to help show you the light, help lead you towards the truth. And, and, you know, when you start praying that and start looking for that, God will move through you. I mean, I think it's Psalm 910 is one of my life verses. And I believe it goes, for those who put their trust in you, Lord, you have not forsaken, or you will not forsake those who seek you. And that if you're seeking God, he'll meet you there. Yeah, I think that's it. That's what Chris said. Um, you've got to start by putting yourself in that disposition, you know, on like kneeling and sitting down every morning and say, 
look, Lord, I don't, I don't believe in you yet. It's true. I don't believe it yet. But if you, if you are there, if you are real, then, then make yourself known to me. And mm-hmm. just to like that humility, you know, it takes humility to do that. Um, but I think doing that daily and like, you know, we talked about it before, like Chris and I, you know, we still have miles to go, but mm-hmm. it's just about showing yeah. up every day with that humility and saying, I'm here, I'm here now in church on a Sunday because I want to get better. I, I want to believe, I want to grow in love. I want to grow in virtue and it takes time. Um, so I'm going to come like that. Yeah, that's both good answers that the the adding the time part is crucial because people think oh i got the rule book everything's going to be fine now and it's it's just life will never be an easy breeze man there's always going to be something it's it's a rude awakening it's it kind of like it's it sucks like we say it sucks but you you get equipped with the right tools to take it on and there's i mean i was trying to find I think people will slowly find religion anyways, because if, if you are curious enough to try and figure out where you're going wrong and what you need to do to be better, it all ends up meeting at religion. You you could follow Jordan Peterson, Jocko, anybody. And yeah. what I kind of realized almost immediately was, man, all these rich, disciplined people who are living a life that I would love to live are all believing in a God. That's, that's where I'm, where that's the one thing I'm missing. You, it's hard to start. Cause I mean, we've said it before. It's, it's not right in front of you, but once you, once you sit down, that's a good step. Like you guys are saying, that's a perfect first step. Just start talking to him. And once you start talking to him, he start gets, he's, he's in your mind more and more. It's like, I started praying once a week, once a month. Now I'm at every day. I pray once. And now it's slowly building yeah. up to where I'm, if I run into an issue, even yesterday, I was out with my brother at a bar. I, I literally took a knee down at the middle of the bar and started praying. And he was, he was right next to me. We never done that before, but it was like, all right, just, yeah. I kind of just want to pray right now. I have something on my mind. I'm just going to say it. Why not? And you just start, start diving deeper into faith. And I would say there's, I would say for me, the biggest struggle was understanding faith i didn't understand what faith even was it's like believing everything's actually going to be okay because once you get into that hole that everything sucks like we were saying you start finding more things to be upset about and more things and then it just keeps stemming and stemming the negative feedback loop you have to start believing that no this this does get better there's no reason for me to keep suffering this much it'll get better at some point but you have to be patient. Like you said, the time is the time is so crucial because we want it to change now. We want it to all be better now, but that's not it's not how it's supposed to be. Yeah. I think it's a bit like like strength and training in the gym as well. Like you're not gonna have massive biceps after doing one workout. You work out for six months <laughs> in a row. Some of some of us do, but uh, you work <laughs> you know, you work out for six months, you might be a little bigger after that. But that strength and size that comes way later on. But it's today. Today, you've got to go to the gym. Today, you've got to kneel down and pray. And God willing, that faith and that strength, that's going to come in the future. But what we do now today, you know, you've just got to take that action, make that action. Yeah, my pastor was talking about faith recently, and I love how he talked about it. He uses Hebrews 11 as a basis. And so Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. 
I think that's that's really what it comes down to is that we can't see God. And so in order to trust in him, we have to have faith. That it's faith is something that happens when you're trusting in something that you don't see, that it's invisible, that that's what God wants from us and that he loves that when we do that, when we when we put our faith in him, that we say, God, I can't see you, but I hope I, I, I want to believe, right? You know, like Tomas was saying of of praying that God, please reveal yourself to me. You know, I I don't have yeah. that faith yet. I don't I don't know yet. I don't have that that assurance, but I yeah. want to. Yeah, it's I, I, I kind of want to touch on just because it's something that I've always had trouble dealing with especially mm -hmm. if you're just a, a smarter person in general and like people will tell you i was told my whole life you're just a smart kid you don't have to study for school you're just good at school you're a smart kid and i thought i was and i thought i knew everything and i thought i could know everything and then my mind would get wrapped up and even like the idea of faith it would get wrapped up and that's when that's when you have faith it's like all right i don't know i i don't know this is too complex for me to comprehend and that's when you have to believe, all right, no, there's something bigger out there that's moving these pawns because there's no way I could understand how what I'm doing and what I'm going through. There, I, I was asking myself why a lot. Like, why? Why me? Why did this happen to me? Why did this happen? Why? And it was just constantly asking myself why, trying to figure stuff out. It's like, dude, you're not going to figure it out. It's not meant for you to figure out. <laughs> you don't need to know how this works just have faith and you just take it one day at a time yeah i mean there's definitely books to read and arguments and debates to be had i don't think this is the podcast for it but like there's stuff there if you if you need like there's a massive intellectual tradition like of faith and and of the church and all of that um but at the end of the day it does come down to that just just it comes down to faith yeah um, you can't force it by will all right, Kevin's not here, so I got to think of a final question. Got to wrap it up soon. Your boy's got some homework to do that I procrastinated too long <laughs> to do. A mess. Can't believe I did it to myself, but you live and you learn. Um, what is uh, like? What is something that you would tell? It's going to be interesting to hear because everyone was different at 16, especially for someone like me who didn't follow religion at 16. What is something you would tell your 16-year-old self about faith and religion? What is like one one nugget where you could plant this seed yeah. and and your your faith would bloom through it? Oh, that's a great question. I got to think about this for a second. Yeah. Dang, well, for me, probably I was at a stage where I just needed to be told to to like kneel down and shut things off and just just give yourself and God the time because at that stage I wasn't giving myself any time or space to do anything, you know, just um, just sit down and think for a bit, you know, think about why you're here or who put you here 
that would really be the the main thing i think just start spending a bit of time yeah i think yeah Go ahead. The, i think i i have a similar thought of I I wanted to do this when I was 16 and I did have a relationship with Christ at that time, but I didn't commit to that daily of having spending time in God's word. And so I think if I, if I was able to say something to my past self, I would, I would shake him and look him in the face and say, you need to read your Bible every single day and, and just get that ingrained into be like, I know you want to, and I know you're trying, but you need to actually do it. You know, because that's what it felt like is that I kind of had this half-hearted like, oh, I know I should do it, but, you know, I'm not going to really commit to it. It didn't seem that important. But to really get across that that is the way to grow your faith so much faster and, and to become stronger in that and to, to find the depth in your relationship with Christ is to spend that time in the word every single day. Spend that time alone, just you and God in a, you know, a conversation of that is the way that you're going to be able to continue to progress. That's yeah. Great answers. I think, I think mine would be pretty similar. It's like, look, man, you need to take a couple deep breaths and breathe and start searching for, for your reasoning. Now so start searching what you're here for now. Mm-hmm. Like you said, take, take the time. You take the time out of your day to go play hockey. Cause it's fun. Take the time out of your day to go to school. Cause you have to. This is something that I I wish I could go back and just be like, hey, man, this is going to help you out infinitively. Like there's there's no I couldn't put a finger on the, the ceiling of where this could go. But if you just started now, start now, kid, you'll be in a way better position than a lot of people. And it'll it'll only reap good rewards. There's nothing bad that will come from this. Because I think yeah. that's one of the biggest things. Yeah. But all right, fellas, thank you for coming on, man. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, uh, Chris, for hopping on here too, man. You made it a lot easier for me because Kevin's not here. Kevin will be back on the next one, I'm sure. But um, Of course. Thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to talk with some like-minded fellows and just discuss, you know. I love it. Yeah, that was fun, man. Good, Good stuff. The time flies every time, man. It's so crazy. Just You get into this flow state of conversation that you don't it's not always happening like that's why i like it like we say intentionally put time aside for this that was one of the big reasons for it you know is all right let's let's all think together on this one what can we try and figure out right what can we and i think it's just so cool social media podcasting is just such a great way to uh enhance your mind especially like you're sitting in the room with jordan peterson pretty much you know it's crazy (laughs) (laughs) it's <laughs> yeah. great you're in the conversation with them pretty much so i thank you guys for coming on we'll uh leave links for uh your business and everything down below and yeah we'll we'll catch y'all on the next podcast thanks for tuning in